Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today we're going to be talking about the inevitable, virtual learning. And we have a special guest, Lily Herrera, who has, is going to give us her expertise as a homeschool mom. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where Today, we're going to be talking about virtual learning, and I have a very special guest. She is a friend of mine. I've known her for a number of years now. Uh, she is an excellent mom, uh, but she homeschools, right? And that's why we have her on today, because a lot of people are being forced into homeschool, homeschooling right now or virtual learning, and uh, I, I, her name is Lily Herrera. Uh, and Lily, just welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ryan, for having me. I'm really glad to be here. So, like I said, you are, uh, first of all, I, I want you to know parents out there who are listening to this, who are thinking, you know, uh, you know, I work a job and I, I have these kids at home now and I don't know what to do. And, and, and you may have a spouse, you may have some assistance, you may have some stuff. I want you to know that Lily is a single mom and has chosen to do homeschooling. She is a mom of a, of a up and coming rising eighth grader as the school year is about to start. So Lily, as you are about to approach this school year uh, and, and you have your format, uh, the question I'm going to ask you, if you were traditional schooling, which mm -hmm. you, you had done with, with, with your son uh, up until just a few years ago, uh, knowing what you know now as a homeschooler, what kind of tips or advice would you give to that parent who is being thrown and thrust into this situation? First and foremost, let's deal with the mindset because we're not teachers, but we are influencers. And who do we influence the most? Our children. And during the school year, we hand them off to teachers and they teach them and we're comforted knowing that they're feeding this knowledge into our children and then we come and pick them up and then, you know, the home life goes on. Now we're thrusted in a situation where all the parents with children are now teachers and we're like deers in headlights. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you know, and I, I have to stay home. I have to teach. And what if he has questions? And so it's scary. But I want to say that first and foremost, um, come out of in a place of calmness and that everything is going to be okay. Yeah. No I, I like matter you. what. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, and it is, and I love what you just said there, is coming to a place of calm, right? Because the strongest, you know, in my coaching practice, right, what I talk about, the strongest energy wins. And if you have a nervous energy, your children are going to pick up on that. If you have scattered or worried energy about you, 
they're going to pick up on that and it's going, not going to be as conducive for learning. So I love that you brought up that point. That's correct. And, and you know, Brian is my coach as well. So yes, calm and mindset, that's a big part of what leads to success. And your children look up to you for comfort, for safety and security. And if you're worried and how are we going to do this? And oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. Your kids are watching and so they're already going into the school year stressed and perhaps feeling defeated. And you don't want that for your child. So first and foremost, I would say deal with your mindset first. I know some um, school districts have already started. So if you're already there, then find a place of calmness and kind of backtrack. It's not too late. Um, even as a homeschool mom, when I started, I didn't have all the answers. I felt anxious, but again, I had to shield my son from the anxiety and just kind of, okay, I'm going to get the information. I'm going to ask other homeschool parents or other people that were considering what are your concerns or how do you combat the anxiety and how do you keep it together? And we realized that all of us had to start at one point or another for whatever reason. For myself, um, as a single mom, and, you know, I come from a very small family, so I wanted to make the most of my child's childhood and be a participant and be present. And so while he was going to school, I wanted to go to the assemblies. I wanted to volunteer. Now that we homeschool, you know, I'm beginning to be able to see his interests and his style of learning. So that also helps me adapt to how I can help him grow and enrich his learning process. Um, but as far as mindset, first of all, recognize we're not teachers and we're all thrusted into the circumstance. So we're not gonna be the experts when we first go in, but we all have been to school at one time or another in our life. And so we do know from experience, the classroom setting. However, you're now in the home, there's probably not going to be classmates unless you have siblings. And I think that's going to be the hardest part for your child. And so one of my recommendations, if you do have friends that live close by and your kids go to the same school, build a support with your, your parent friends. Um, most of you have gone to the same schools or transferred to different campuses together depending on the age of your children. And, you know, some parents may have a forte in math and science, others in writing and reading, others in arts and crafts. And maybe, you know, if it's a small enough group and you feel comfortable after you have your block of, of scheduled learning with the, the school, maybe go spend an hour or two after school at a classmate's house where you can do an arts and crafts or, you know, such and such, you know, Jane Doe over here, she's a brainiac when it comes to math. Our kids are struggling with math. Okay. I'm going to have a tutor session this day, this hour, every week. Yeah. So the kids have that, that ability to have that camaraderie and learn. And that, you know, that's just an example. And if you don't feel comfortable, there's always zoom. But, you know, it's a different environment that's not classroom, but they're still learning. Yeah. So, and that's 
one of the things that you know this virtual learning is happening now and and is and i love what you you said something about learning styles and i'm going to touch base touch back on what you said about you know getting the kids together also because it's something that is a new invention right uh, mm -hmm. necessity is the mother of invention and there's these things called learning pods that exactly what you're saying and i encourage parents who feel comfortable with each other to create something like this it's it's a great point you made so first learning style so as as we were discussing right before we got on here so i gave you an idea of what we're facing as parents mm -hmm. as you're homeschooling right you're kind of out this, this isn't your realm right now it's not what you're dealing with you're you, we're in a new norm but you're just going along as scheduled at some level right so what we have to do is, is we have a schedule. We got it from the county and, mm -hmm. and from the school this week. And, and our kids do have to be in front of the computer for uh, an extended period of time during the day. So I love what you said about learning style because even though the school is doing it this way, uh, if you're observant enough as a parent, like start picking up on what works for your kid. If your kid's getting antsy, being in front of the computer, you know, talk to the teachers, get involved with them that way and say, hey, look, this isn't working for him, but this is what he's doing. It's on in the background. We're doing extra work after school because he's not capable or she's not capable of sitting still mm -hmm. in front of a computer without the interaction of children around. And just like we're adapting, as virtual learners, the schools are going to be on a learning curve, right? They yes. have never gone through this. So although they've set up a system to begin with, I, I really encourage the parents who, you know, think there should be a set plan and it should work perfectly to be a, a little bit more um, flexible, knowing that they are learning as they go to and they're going to do what's best for uh, all students overall, but it doesn't mean at home that you can't adjust your own children um, according to what works best for them at exactly. home. Exactly, exactly. And you know, it's also an opportunity um, to get that customized learning. And when I say customized, I'm not saying, you know, go against the district or whatever mandates or, mandates or programs are set in place. Uh, but this is the opportunity to see where your your child really thrives, where he needs help, and that you know. And I'm saying he or she, but I, you know, um, you can find enrichment programs online to supplement school. Uh, there are online games that can supplement learning, and if there's certain interests, for example, if you have a child that's into sciences. There's programs out there. There's kits that you can buy. And just so that they can go ahead and continue to develop that learning on their own, if that's their interest. If they're into arts, there's programs. And you can find uh, programs online, STEM programs online. And, and there's always something there. But if you, you observe what your child gravitates to, then you can really help them on their way to, you know, perhaps a career. Well, you know, and I'm not saying that at kindergarten they should already know that they want to be a doctor. <laughs> but, but you get the gist of what I'm saying, you know. Well, some kids want to be a dinosaur, so. Right. You know, some kids are very mechanically inclined and, and, you know, STEM programs, you know, are something that they really gravitate to. 
where other kids, you know, they just pick up a book and they just, you know, soak it all in. They can read a book from cover to cover without anybody telling them they have to because they enjoy reading. They love, you know, imagining the scenes that they're reading. They love sharing what they just read. And some of them, you know, thrive at writing, creative writing, writing essays. And so there's, you know, stuff that you can do to help make the experience more palatable for them. And at the same time, you know, let them just develop into the person that, you know, they were really born to be. So, so as you're saying that, it it makes me think of uh, some of the things I've done with my own son, Christian. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I remember one day, my, my wife is very regimented. She she likes the curriculum. She wants him to do the curriculum. And we had spent some time, uh, he and I, one day, he's like, Dad, I want to write a book. He was reading a book series that, uh, I forget what it is off the top of my head now. This is a couple of years ago. And he was like, well, I want to write a book. Because in this comic book, um, it was kids who were writing the comic book and the words were spelled wrong and everything. And he goes, well, I want to write a book. And I said, well, let's write a book. And we spent like four hours on a Saturday oh, wow. writing and he was illustrating and he was doing it. Dad, how do you spell this? How do you, how do you think it's spelled? But he's having a blast, like four hours straight writing like a, you know, seven, eight page book. And at the end of it, she goes, okay, now we have to do homework. You got, you, you have all these worksheets to do. And it was just extra practice for school. And I was like, he's done. He just had a blast. Didn't know how much he learned. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so don't think we have to strictly stick to the curriculum. If the teachers are saying, hey, they have to write this, and you end up doing a side project for four hours that they absolutely love doing, mm-hmm. especially on these younger children, right? Yes. And, you know, I have a fourth grader, uh, eighth grader, maybe a little bit different. High schooler has to do what the assignment is. But on these younger kids, be really flexible in this. And I'm sure the, the teachers, if you just show that this child wrote a book, are, are going to be excited that they were practicing those yes. skills, not necessarily having to do the worksheet. Yes. You know, I found that my son, you know, he does not care for the reading and writing aspect of schoolwork. He can do it. He used to love to do it when he was younger. Now it's just like, oh gosh, really? Do I have to? But I found that he loves reading up on technology. Mm -hmm. So he sends me articles that he has read on the upcoming, you know, phones that are coming or a new system that, you know, of programming that's on the horizon. Things that I wouldn't think to read. He's reading this. And he's sending me these links. Hey, mom, check out this article. And tell me about this article. And he can tell you what the article is about. And so in speaking with the teacher I report to for homeschooling, it's okay as long as they're reading Mm -hmm. and they're learning and they're understanding the information. That is reading comprehension. Yeah, And it, it took me a while to get that. It's like another comic book, another, no, yeah, it's reading. <laughs> it's reading, they're practicing, they're learning new words, right? They're exactly. They're building vocabulary and you think, oh, that's just for fun, but they're reading. You know, as you say that, I, I always, you know, give kudos to my own mother. I, I told her when I was young, I didn't like reading out loud because the, the other kids, 
uh, when they read out loud, it seemed like they, they did it at a much faster speed and they were more confident in it. And it was one of the things that I wasn't necessarily confident in. And I used to come home and tell my mom, you know, first and second grade, I don't know how to read. I don't know how to read. She knows, you know how to read fine. And what she started doing was uh, I always liked sports. So she got me the kids sports illustrated and those highlight magazines and, you know, boy's life or whatever version of that is, right. you know, back then. <laughs> okay. And and then I would sit there and read them, you know, front to, to back. And, you know, it wasn't until years later, she goes, yeah, you always said you couldn't read, but I'd buy you these things you had interest in and you wouldn't put them down. Right. And, uh, you know, she was wise enough to understand that. So I love what you said. If he's reading an article that he has interest in and able to comprehend and, and explain it to you, then that's mm-hmm. all that really matters. We're practicing a skill that we'll use for life. Exactly, exactly. And you, you touched on learning styles. And you'll see that you know some kids um, in the, the home, they'll get a little more comfy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if it's not hindering their learning, you know, whereas myself, you know, as I got older, not in school, but at home, for me to do homework, I always had music in the background. Mm -hmm. whether it was in my ears on a headset or just playing in the background, music always helped me stay focused. And for my son, it's usually like a tapping of a pencil or he may just stretch out on the couch and he'll have a computer next to him, but he's taking it all in. He's not snoozing. He's not watching TV. He's watching Uh, initially it was a rough start where, you know, I would leave the room and then all of a sudden I'd come back and, you know, the computer's on one end of the room and he's playing with his Lego sets, <laughs> you, know, building, you know, building something. And it's like, hey, you know, get back to work. And so, but I had to learn to watch him and monitor him and to see what his style is. And his style is he's kind of laid back. There will be times where, you know, and I've seen this with some men, you know, my uncles, my dad. Um, where they will cover their eyes with their arm and just lie back. Mm-hmm. But they're listening. Yeah. They're paying attention. They're not asleep. They're not tuning out. That's just the way they relax. And they just kind of put the arms up, and, and it's just like, okay, I'm soaking it all in. Yeah. And, and then, you know, when it's like the recording ends or the video ends or the teacher finishes the, the, the lesson, He's like, oh, okay. And then he goes on to the next one. So I know he's paying attention and I know he's learning, but it took me a while to allow him to do that because I was like, uh, 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 no, go sit at the desk. Mm. Go do this. Uh, uh, no, you can't, you can't lean. You can't lie down. No, you can't put your feet on the chair. <laughs> but I had to learn to let him relax because he's still learning. And, you know, and that was hard for me. Yeah. But once I realized that, okay, now the newness of being at home, and he thought at first it was like born free where he could just do whatever he want. Homeschool meant, you know, <laughs> vacation, never ending. And it was like, no, son, you're, you're in school, and I'm the principal. So, <laughs> so you know, and then I had and to. I could use I, a ruler. Exactly. <laughs> we have Mark, what is it, corporal law? And so, um, but, you know, he learned. And we both adapt. And so, you know, I think if, if you learn your child's style, some will need more structure than others. 
Others work better independently. But you'll be able to see, the more you watch your child and observe their learning habits and how they thrive and some of the obstacles and hurdles that they encounter, then together you can find the solution. Whereas, you know, in the classroom, sometimes you have 20 to 30 kids, well, at least here in, in L.A., and so, you know, it's kind of hard to give that one-on-one. But here's the opportunity for a parent to observe how their child learns and then help them enrich that learning and development. Yes. So what I'm hearing from you is observe and don't mm-hmm. put them into a box, right? So I think uh, we were put into boxes as children, and now there's all types of different learning styles, and they know incorporations are going to this big open atmosphere and bing bag cheer chairs and, and, and you know, just uh, not cubicles, but a big open concept where people could come and go and wear what they want to and be comfortable as long as they're productive. Is, mm-hmm. is don't put them into that box that we were put into, or at least you and I, right? Right. <laughs> um, As dinosaurs. Uh, yeah. So, so a- allow them, observe them, allow them, see what works for them, see what doesn't work for them, but don't put what we believe should work for them right. onto them. As long as they are learning, let's not create that uh, animosity, that frustration. Like, how come you're not sitting? Put your, put your feet on I, – I, so as I'm saying this, it reminds me, I took typing in high school. It was said <laughs> you had to have your feet flat on the floor. Yes. Your posture had to be a certain way. Right? If, if my typing teacher was, you know, could see how I sit around on my computer, lounge around on the couch like you just described <laughs> as a full adult. But I just remember – and they had corporal law back then, and I just remember – oh, gosh, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm sitting there with my legs crossed one day, but I was like that quiet kid that just, you know, got by, he did okay. But the kid behind me was a troublemaker. (laughs) And uh, I remember him kicking him underneath the desk with everything he had. He says, uncross your legs. That's not how you sit. And there I was with my legs crossed. I'm like, legs uncrossed, sit straight up, because I didn't want to get kicked. Um, But we don't have to. That's not... You know, that's kind of right. forcing people into learning a certain way. And to this day, I still enjoy I, As we're talking now, my legs are crossed under my head, right? It's <laughs> how I'm comfortable when, when I'm right. sitting at home. I always have my legs up on an ottoman. I always have my right. legs crossed up on the ottoman. That's where I am comfortable in my state of relaxation and bringing right. things in. So don't think it has to be a certain way. So I'd like to transition into that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because you made another good point. You said I would go into his room and he would be across the room playing Legos, Mm -hmm. which means that you have a dedicated learning space. You want to talk a little bit about that and what maybe to expect or maybe some pointers on to create that learning environment for your child at home? Well, I don't really think it was was dedicated. Um, Initially, it was, you know, we're going to sit together at, at the table or you can sit across from me at my desk. And, uh, or we can sit together in the living room. And, you know, I, I'm a single mom and I'm also a, a real estate agent. So a lot of times I work in my office. And so he would come with me and we would both be sitting at desks and he would be working. So we really didn't have a dedicated space. Um, but in homeschooling, he has deadlines and commitments that he has to meet. So that there's a difference there. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wasn't really, um, you know, confined to a time block to get certain things done. Um, And he also went to an enrichment program twice twice a week for socialization where it was a classroom setting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but initially, like I said, you know, you start, everybody has to start somewhere. And I spoke to a good friend um, who has six children and she homeschooled before me. And she runs a business and she travels and yet somehow she's able to make it work, she and her husband. And so um, I started with her and she said, well, first, you know, see what works. Kind of like what I'm passing on to you. Mm -hmm. See what works for your son. It's kind of like an unschooling because now it's, it's being done at home. And so that's kind of where, well, somewhere do you want to start? And he's like, oh, I'm comfy in my room. And so initially he was sitting on a chair and sitting and, and doing the work. But then, you know, I would get caught up on doing my stuff. And then, you know, I'd come in and, you know, you know the sound of Legos, right? <laughs> Those little traps. I, 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 you can hear I the do. shuffle. Well, well, with the, well, with the three-year-old, I really know the sound because right? it's like a big because there's a big bucket and they just get dumped and you're like daddy 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 i want to play legos exactly so you know the sound so you know before the mess (laughs) so as parents we kind of know when there's just you know that that quietness that stillness and you just kind of like you know something's going on and for me it was just you know i heard the legos i'm like wait a minute and so that's when i saw i'm like what are you doing oh yeah i'm listening i'm listening i'm like no i I could obviously see from the structure that he built that there was no attention being paid to the lesson Mm -hmm. and so i would pop in more frequently and then um once he got into the swing of things and the rhythm that worked for him, then he took it upon himself to come into my space. Well, you know, he wanted that camaraderie or to feel that he wasn't isolated. And so that's when he started coming into the living room, working at the table or being at my desk, coming with me to the office, you know? And and so um, I kind of let him pick where he wanted to work, but Mm -hmm. the commitment and the discipline, that was something that in time, within a few months, then he really came into it. I didn't say, you know, by a week, you got to buck down and do this. You know, it was a gradual change. And that's what children are facing right now, regardless of the school age. If you were going to school and now you are thrusted in a homeschool situation or a virtual learning situation, it's not going to happen overnight. And so as parents, we have to recognize that, you know, not only is this something that we have been thrusted upon, it's been thrusted upon our children. And they're going to make the transition as well. And so we have to recognize that, you know, there's this unschooling that happens so that they can adapt. And my friend, she helped by saying, you know, once in a while, you're going to have to get out of the house. As a homeschooler, you know, I, I let my son get up later than most kids. This year, his school, well, his classes start at nine. But before, they didn't start until much later. So I let him get up at nine. And, you know, after a class or two, we'd go out for a walk. Or we'd go play. Go for a drive. Run some errands. And then we'd get back and he'd do some more school. But, you know... Um, being 
on virtual learning doesn't mean that you're on lockdown per se as a kid. They do need to play, whether it be the backyard, going to a friend's house, even just going to a relative, just to drop off something. They need to, to get out of the house. And if there's something that they like, enjoy playing, let them play. And if there's a chance of getting a walk or a run or some kind of playtime before school starts, because most children, before they enter middle school, they do have that playtime before school starts. Mm -hmm. It's not wake up, eat breakfast, sit down. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's they get to run and jump. So if, if you're able to do that, and if they don't have siblings, you know, as parents, we got to step in. And, and we got to, you know, either walk with them, play with them. If you have a Wii, if they still have, do they still have Wii? <laughs> You'll laugh because we have a Wii in our house. We, well, I, I don't know. I've never had one. That's why I'm like, I'm so out of touch. So, so, so I don't know how old Wii's are, but we've had this Wii since even before he was around. Yeah, well, dust it off and play with your kids. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I, I actually just referenced Wii bowling tonight because we're going through thunderstorms in the little one hears the thunder, he gets a little scared. And I said, it's just God bowling. And he laughed. Right? Right? And, I, and he laughed. And, and I told him, you know, your brother plays the bowling on the, because we play as a family every once in a while, right? So, right. so he laughed and, 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 and said that. So well, you said so many good things there. And I want to touch base on a couple of them. You know, one of them was, sure. hey, hey, be realistic, parents. What I heard is be realistic. You know, uh, you, know you started at the beginning to see what works, observe your kid learn their learning style. And this doesn't happen in one sitting. It doesn't happen. It happens over time. And you said yes. that it may take a few months for you to learn your child's learning style. So don't have your expectations too high that it's supposed to be a certain way. I think we've both said that mm -hmm. in different ways on this, on this podcast episode. Uh, but so what I'm hearing is just be patient with them, be observant, you know, hit them with a lot of love. Uh, and, and I love what you just said here is right. Get them moving, right. Get, mm -hmm. get them out, get them interacting if possible. You know, part of the whole reason we're not in school is, is because of, you know, we, we are supposed to be isolating, right. We're in a pandemic. Right. Uh, so I love the idea of being close to the families that, you know, are doing the right thing or you feel are doing the right thing. If you're close enough and you feel comfortable to create those pods, you know, two or three mm -hmm. students that get together. I know my wife and I are talking to, we have a small group of parents of, uh, we're talking about at least one day a week, getting the four boys together. They're, they're all best friends and going mm -hmm. for a hike, going to the park, going to a pool, go, doing something where it's kind of like their recess or their PE time. Uh, so it's not 100%, it's school related. Right. This is your mm -hmm. time dedicated on Wednesday afternoons at this time. And one of us, four parents will take all four boys. Um, but I don't want it to be, hey, we're doing math in that time. I want them to enjoy and socialize and, and, and enjoy each other. So you, you, you said so many right on. good things there. Are there any like uh, final thoughts? One last tidbit, anything you would like to share with the audience that's coming off the top of your head? I would say, as a homeschool mom, in spite of, you know, some of the hurdles and, you know, some of the anxieties that I initially had, in hindsight, I would say the best experience as a parent is to be able to have that extra time with my child. 
to see them grow, to see them learn, to see those aha moments. Um, those are things that, you know, we really don't get to see. And so during this time um, that, you know, we're inconvenienced, um, some people have to give up work. Um, you know, some people don't have anybody else to watch their kids. And, you know, there's some kids that have limitations as far as language or having, you know, a computer at home to do these things. And so I think, you know, being able to ask for help is key. And, you know, initially I, I you wanted to, to say, I am willing to hear me where I can do it all. But then, you know, within a couple of weeks, I'm like, you know, if I don't ask for help, <laughs> you know, it's not helping my son. Um, so get that help. Take it in stride. Enjoy the time that you have with your kids. Um, do not let them feel like they are a burden. Don't put that heaviness on your child. You know, nobody really asked for this. You know, I made the choice, but parents are now in a situation where it has been thrusted upon them to take on the role as teacher. The child didn't ask for that. So as parents, we need to just make the best out of the situation that is handed to us and just let our kids be kids. And so just enjoy that, that time together because, you know, we've gotten to a point in this life where we miss out a lot because we're all working. We're all in the rat race. It's moments when you see them do things, it's just like, wow, wow. You know, and, and and you'll be glad that you have this time together in spite of, you know, whatever chaos is going on in the world. As long as your child feels safe and feel that they're in an environment where all they have to do is focus on learning and being a kid, that's golden. Yeah. So thank you for those words of wisdom, right? We, we're, we're all being thrust into this and, and not making our children feel as burden. And one of the things, um, I say in coaching sometimes a lot of people say, well, I have to do this. I have to do that. And if we could just change that word to get mm -hmm. like, oh, I have to, I have to do this homeschooling thing. You get to spend that extra time. You get to see some of those milestones or breakthroughs or aha moments that you just described. So, you know, if, if you take out the have to and say, mm -hmm. I get to do some of these things, mm -hmm. I'm in a position to witness some of these things. It was kind of a slowdown and a break. And I know a lot of people are, you know, having some other challenges outside of this, mm -hmm. but if we could just, you know, focus on our children in this time. Um, and when we're with them, you know, show them our best self, mm -hmm. despite all the challenges, I, I think uh, uh, we're all going to get through this together. So Lily, thank you so much for coming on. I, I knew this would be great. I knew you would drop some golden nuggets, uh, but could you share a little bit of, uh, to the listeners because she is, an amazing mom, but she's also an amazing professional. And as she said, she's in real estate and she's in the Los Angeles area. If someone needed some assistance, uh, finding, buying, selling a home, uh, how could they get a hold of you? The best way to reach me um, off the top of my head <laughs> would be either to tap into my Google page, which is Realtor uh, Liliana Herrera. 
dot com and that's realtor l i l i a n a h e r r e r a dot com or you can send me an email at liliana herrera at kw dot com l i l i a n a h e r r e r a at kw dot com i feel like i was in a spelling bee <laughs> but you can call me and you know you will get um exceptional service because I believe that exceptional service is the standard no matter the price point because um, no matter the price point it's a huge purchase it's a big life decision so dollar amount no matter what the price if you're buying a home something that big you deserve quality service and a professional rewarding experience so if you need help you know I'm here to help you if you know somebody I can help no matter the situation. First time buyer, looking to relocate, downsize. If you're in a situation where um, you're finding that home payments are not manageable and you want to refi or just sell, I'm here to help you and I can be discreet. So we can help your situation no matter what. Fantastic. And all of that will be in the show notes. So you could go find those on your favorite podcast platform that you're listening on. Thank you so much, Lily. I don't know Jack about parenting. I definitely (laughs) don't know Jack about virtual learning. I've just learned a little bit about homeschooling, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to be the dad you wish you had.com now and get it while it's free.